What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Montez Harmon, and I'm tuning in from the Montez Harmon Show. I would like to wish you all a happy new years, and hopefully everyone's safe and, and, and doing well. Today, I have Ellis Thomas Jr. again on the show to talk about his upcoming book, The Broken Vessel, The Return of the Prodigal Son, and also the success of his first book, The Broken Vessel, Just Be a Man. So, Ellis, how are you doing? Good evening, everyone. My name is Ellis. I'm doing great. Um, I'm so happy to be here and, and just excited about the success of the first book. I mean, I would have never expected it to do what it did. I'm just excited. I'm just overwhelmed. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, lately, I know that you have been busy. I know that the book's supposed to have been out um, in what it was late November. And something happened, you know, we'll get into that, but you've been able to fulfill the completion of the second edition to the Broken Vessel series. And I wanted to say congratulations to your success. It, as I say many times, it's really difficult for us black men to achieve success in uh, something, you know, in, in pretty much writing right. overall. So I um, want to congratulate you on that Thank and you. also um, congratulate you on the completion of the second book and want you to give the listeners and the readers and for the ones that have already read the book, give them a little feedback on your inspiration. First of all, starting off with the title, Just Be a Man, because that is the subtitle. So what was the inspiration for the first book? The inspiration for the first book was my dear mother, Apostle uh, Joanne Brown, who passed away in 2019, and uh, she inspired me to write this book on mm -hmm. her deathbed. She was crossing over. She, we talked, and she said, son, I am proud of you, and I want you to promise me something. I looked at her, and she said, I want you to promise me that you would just be a man, that you won't let nobody push you around. You'll do what you're supposed to do. Just be a man. Mm -hmm. She said, you hear me? I said, yes, ma'am. Just be a man. Mm -hmm. And that is the inspiration. That was the inspiration for the first book because I wanted to, you know, just be a man, but it just... Right, right. Because you see, and I, I, I what, what I get out of reading um, the first edition is that you, what draws so much attaches your life, your personal life to that title, The Broken Vessel, is that you go to say that I'm not perfect. And even right. in my imperfection moments, God still reminded me that I am I am his and that he has a purpose for me, you right. know. And then also having an influence through your mom, too, um, as well. And um, it's, it's, it's really inspiring to know that you have a way, you know. You have a way. You have a connection in life. And sometimes when we do doubt ourselves, the best thing to do is to look within ourselves and see what God has blessed us with. And I always say that writing is one of the greatest gifts that is given to mankind because it's the, the beginning of communication. So with that being said and done, what could we expect from the second edition, The Prodigal Son? The second edition, um, I talked more when I wrote the first edition. Mm -hmm. Some people were wondering what caused me to be broken. And in the second edition, I talked about some of the things that I experienced because I was a preacher at uh, 25. And... I was doing pretty good, and then I went through a few setbacks. You know, I had some people telling me that I was too young. I didn't know what I was talking about because if I was in a congregation and a minister would say something that I hadn't read, uh, I was contrary to what I had read, I would ask him about it. 
You know, I wouldn't ask in front of anyone. I was asking. Right, but still at that age, because I went through the same thing. At that age, they feel like they shouldn't tell you so much because you're too young to have an understanding. And not knowing that this is something that God has laid on my heart to have an understanding of. Right. So that I'm prepared for any situation, whether it's with myself or with someone else. Right. You know, know how to pray for yourself and for others. Right. And that was some of the uh, questions, you know, and some of you all may have questions about it. So in this second book, and even in the first book, I try to um, present, you know, the scriptures where you can go and research it yourself and how I came up with that analogy. Because I know what I was, uh, when I wanted to come back to God, even in this first book, I tried to think about what, you know, kept me from coming. Because sometimes you can be going through so many things and you may go to the church and the pastor says they don't want to need prayer. And you may know you need prayer, but you want to go up there and then it's like something pulling you back. And yeah, because we all go through that phase. I mean, I've been through that many times. <laughs> but it be my conscious, my self-conscious that allows me to make a decision whether or not I want just anyone or someone right. putting their hands on me and praying for me. Because it could be a person, we can be despair. Um, despair and pastors whoever you may look up to are just human they can go through things and when they go through those things the limitation is not to pray over anyone because of the energy and the effect that you have over your congregation mm-hmm. you know that's just like when you're praying out demons and casting out demons in the church you have to be mentally prepared and your whole congregation is not supposed to be there no that's correct all the uh, believers are supposed to be there mm-hmm. The ones that can cast it out completely because it can get out and jump in bodies and stuff. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Um, And the first book, there was a section, you know, after mom died, it was kind of rough for me because Mm -hmm. I had just lost lost her and and my mama was like my my Google. She was like my Google. Mm -hmm. My Google. Anytime I had a problem, I would go to her. Well, she was a historian in the family, so you would have, right. So I would go to her. If I had a problem at work, I'd go to her and tell her about it. And she would pray about it. Whatever she told me to do, you know, that's what would happen. And I felt, you know, really lost. And I was working at this time, and I talked about it in the book. And I was working for a piece of a delivery driver. And I was mm-hmm. driving the car, and this boy said, do you know how blessed you are? And at this time, I was uh, struggling financially because of the COVID came on. Mm-hmm. I had started the uh, new business as an insurance agent. I had spent a lot of my money. Investing in right. trying mm-hmm. to get that out, and as soon as I got started with it, the, the COVID and I was unable to, you know, go out and do that. So, right. um, when that boy spoke to me, I began to wonder about what it said, and you know, it, it's just different things that inspired me, you know, and different ways that the Lord taught me. And I asked the readers, you know, do you know how blessed you are? Mm-hmm. Right, because a lot of what you put inside of the book has a lot to do with your podcast. Right. The Deliverance Room. Yeah. So so in details to the Deliverance Room, I know that you have done brief readings of um, The Broken Vessel, Just Be a Man. So what are some of the things that you felt in depth to read to the readings or to the listeners, I would say, that you felt there was a strong connection that would be a strong connection between you and the audience that you're speaking it to and possibly the readers? Yes, um, I did the first three sections of the book. Um, I will, was going to do the whole book, but I, we also have the uh, Broken Vessel miniseries, which is available on Amazon. Right. So, you know, if you want to uh, check the book out before you buy it, you can check it out there also. And one of the main questions that a lot of folks, a lot of people ask is how, 
how can I touch God? Is there God? And if it is, how can I, you know, how can I reach Him? And I talk about that in, in, in the book. Yeah, I want to interfere because you know we're living in a society now today that God said it was going to be a generation that there was no excuse because the Bible now is everywhere. It's one of the number one selling books, and I know that. Even as a child, I was taught that any way through him is through prayer, you know, mm -hmm. and studying the good word in the scripture because it brings you closer and closer to God. Right. And I know for someone to ask that question, how can I get to God? I mean, there's people out there that are like that because, you know, they make books for dummies. You get I me? Mean, nothing that, you know, throwing no shade or not trying to throw the, the subject off. But I feel like a lot of people know of it's just like. Uh, celebrity. How can everybody in the world know of a particular celebrity but don't know nothing about God or how right. to connect with them? You know, you can connect to a person through their music. Right. So why can't you connect through, through someone through their literature and their word? That's the thing that falls back on us as writers because right. that's one of the number one things you want your, your readers and your listeners to connect with you. So out of everything, what was it something out of... I'm going to call you out because... Um, I want you to read just briefly um, a paragraph out of one of your favorite parts of the book, the first book, and um, and give me more background on why why it's your favorite and and what was your hopes for um, inspiring and touching your readers. Um, that's a good question. I I talked about. Uh, you know, when I lost mom, and I'm just going to read this section um, from the first book, Just Be a Man. It says, I had to plan for when mom died, um, she left, uh, she wrote two books, and we were working on her second book, and I had to complete that project for her. And I remember this was the same time she told me what she said about Just Being a Man. And I said, Mom, I got this done, I got that. She said, Well, son, I ain't got to worry about that no more. I'm going to leave that in your hands. You know, leave that in your hands. You'll, you'll do good with it. Mm -hmm. And it said, I had a, you know, a plan for the book release for my second book. Uh, my Aunt Bobby called me one day and talked to me about ministry. She said to me, I know that you are not going to let Joanne's ministry go down. We need to get together and go to Bible college because we have a lot of work to do. I replied, that sounds good, but I have to get some things straight before I can do that. I had this grand plan for mom and me, and I knew that we would be going to different venues to promote her work, but she slipped away from me. She left me with these things that needed to be done in some unfinished business. One thing about me is once I set my sights on a test, I work with it and work on it until I finish it. So basically, I kept myself moving and tried not to think about mom being gone. Being gone. And sometimes I would call her number just to hear her voice. Every now and then I find myself scrolling through my phone and read, and you know, I'll read our old text messages. Um, so <clears throat> when mom passed away, no one likes to think about the death of a parent, uh, losing someone they love. Um, and and uh, one of the inspiration, like I said, this was God again, I, I believe, was my Aunt Bobby. You know what I'm saying? She said, uh, I know you're not gonna just let your mom's ministry, which means her legs, all the work that she had done, just go down like that and, and not do anything. So she asked me to start attending Bible college. Mm -hmm. And as you notice, I brought up this excuse. And that's a, a thing that we have to get away as people, or get away from as people. I said, uh, well, I do it when I get some things straightened out. But the thing about that is, 
if you have something that you want to accomplish and you're trying to do, trust me, you'll never get things the way you want them to get because something is always going to get in the way, some obstacle. So you just have to do it. Whatever it is you're thinking about, just do it. Don't don't um, overthink it. If you have a plan on add a new room to your house, don't keep saying, I'll wait till I get this, I'll wait till I move that out the way. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, that makes um, perfectly sense and it goes hand in hand with what um, you was inspired to do, which was to carry on the legacy of your mother. And I think that um, in many cases, everyone wants their legacy to continue and to not go in vain. And that's very important that you're able to spread that, even different sayings and sayings that your mom would do. Like I've done my own research and been, been able to find a lot of her ministries inspired and that have changed, like, serious life situations in my life, you know, giving me a, a clarity um, of the decisions I need to make as an adult because that's the first step is maturing right. yourself so that you are able to make the decisions to complete things that needs to be done in your life. You know, we have to sometimes put our wants to the side and, and put our needs before us because those could be the things that take care of us, right. you know? Right. So at the end of the day, I think that that part um, of the book that you read and the, the message that you had behind it, it goes hand in hand and is a really good inspirational um, um, feedback. So what about the new book? How do you feel that it's going to change or how is it different from the first book? Uh, I feel that the new book is going to help a lot of people. I really feel that that new book is going to make the number one. And I can say that because I talk about the uh, return of the prodigal son. If you ever read the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, it's the story about a young man who took his inheritance from his father. He went off and he did his own thing and then he lost his way. But in the midst of losing his way, he went through a lot of lot of bad things. And he said, uh, even in my father's house, when he ended up out in the, in the hog pit, eating the slot with the hogs and nowhere to stay, he said, even my father's servants, have places where yeah, their services right. stay. Mm -hmm. And even they can feed their families, and families as well as the people that work for them. So, um, when he thought about this and he said, you know what, I can go home. And sometimes in life, we get through, we go through these bad, really bad experiences. And some people leave home, let's talk about physically, some people leave physically, leave home and go off to start up somewhere else and they don't make it and uh, they always welcome back home. You know, and that was one of the things I can't say about my mom. Well, there, and, and in that case, there are those, and then there's a handful that that don't have a home because we see yeah, that. Even being in the city, you see that it's a lot of people that are homeless. So, you know, that comes from them making decisions, and sometimes people get caught up in those things. Change never happens. So going back to the second book, once again, how much more of a difference have you grown since the first book and what could we expect so much of out of this that makes and, it a number one bestseller in the second book again I talk about uh, one of the main things to keep people from coming back to God is something that they have inside some unresolved issue or something that frightens them and, and uh, hunts them and hunts them in the second book I used uh, different characters as well as again my own life story to try to convey to the reader it doesn't matter who you are what you have done God can still use you look at um, I talked about Jonah 
you know how Jonah went red. I talk about um, Samson. Mm -hmm. Samson, great man of God. Some people didn't know it, but he was a great man of God. Even though he was betrayed by his own wife. But in the end, he did get himself back right with God because he said, Lord, give me strength and event. Remember me. First he said, Lord, remember me. So you got to do through all your trials, through every struggle. You got to remember him, good and remember. bad. You got to remember that. Yep, you got to. Because it's not, I mean, like, I mean, it's in perspective that he created us. He, we didn't create him. Right. And we have to do our due, due, due diligence. And not just to him because he's, to me, God is the universe. He's everything. Mm -hmm. He's just plants out there. We have to give thanks for everything because everything that breathes air, what, yeah. must bow when he comes before they need to talk exactly that he's Lord and Savior and that's you know the man that was made in our image that was sent here to, right. to die for our sins you know right. and um, you know hopefully we be soldiers along with him because that before at that particular moment we'll be immortal we can't be destroyed right. you know you can't the devil has no control um, he will have to flee but we will hunt him down and we will destroy him I know that for a fact I saw it in the dream and vision but anyways I'm still like so much more eager hyping it up a little bit with this new book um, what if one of the main lessons out of this book that you feel like you have conquered and you have left behind you and now that I mean in that moment you want people to be inspired like the first book um, the greatest thing that I felt like that I feel like I overcame was my doubts of myself mm -hmm. um, I talked about faith and my faith was increased through the writing of the second book you know mm -hmm. through a lot of things that I went through because I went through an experience where some people that I thought were for me they actually was against you. was against me mm -hmm. and, and, and it, 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 it hurt <laughs> as a matter of fact it hurt so till I almost threw in the towel I wanted to stop but but God and then now, so what? What I'm gonna stop around there because I'm always like this. The Monty's Harmon show, we keep it 100 on this show. So when you say in that perspective, do you have what just okay? I'm gonna clear this up. You had suicide attempts at once, but uh, one time in your life or something. Is that what you say when you want to give it all up or? No, no, no. I was talking about the writing. I, oh, okay. It was like church hurt. A lot of people have been to church and things and. And then we go to church. The church is like a hospital, you know. So the church hurts you enough that it make you want to write, or is it that writing hurts you that you didn't want to write? No, the church, uh, the things that I went through with the different ministries, uh, ministers and pastors, some of the things made me want to walk away from faith. Just about, you know, because I was like, I, I mean, yeah, because of the things that you see, but you—that's why I think that so much into that is to find who you are inside right. to be able to have an understanding of what is around you. See, even to the point where you're not judging it because one thing that what happens is you get too caught up into it to the point where you're just in the midst you're of lose it. Your focus. You're in the midst of it. You get me from previous situations that you may have experienced. And myself, I have to know. And if there, I am tied to people that I feel like are energy drainers or loose drainers, I have control now. Right. I have the control to say, hey, I'm done. I cut it off or whatever, however I want. It's not I'm going to go drag myself on because I feel like I need this person. I need their platform right. and to I be mean. able to sustain myself. And mm -hmm. that's not how, or even to even do your due diligence because at the end of the day, God could be telling you not to be in a place. 
and you steady there because steady. that's your only way to connect to God. Right. But it's supposed to be within your own private, solid time, or even now with your podcast to be able to vent and to be able to express yourself. You know, have a conversation with God. Amen. And that's that's where I was at. And, you know, like I said, I was shocked, but hey, I had to learn. Then sometimes, you know, uh, you can be in this place. And God may be telling you it's time for you to move. You've done everything you need to do. And I, and I have been there. And sometimes you speak and say, hey. Yeah, even with people. Like every, you're not growing. You right. need to, you know, leave. And what do you have to do is let it become uncomfortable. Show, and there's a situation you. in your life, it does. Yeah. So. But yeah, move. so with that being said and done, because I want to wrap it up. We don't got a 20 in, 20 minutes. But. I mean, I'm so interested. That's why I keep asking questions about the new book that, you know, to hype it up, you know, because I know that you have a story, a broad story to tell. And there's so much more you have to bring to your podcast and to talk about. And then also probably give people, you know, a little, a little, little peek, sneak peek of your upcoming book or whatever the case. But I do want to get you back on the show. I do want to thank you for being on the Monty's Harmon Show. Um, This is my first show second from the one we did last year of this new year so i really do like to thank you for coming on to the show and being my first guest of the year and um for my listeners out there thank you all for tuning in and for supporting boss writer publishing um um, elder elder ellis thomas jr and supporting and buying his book and once again you all be blessed and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Monty's Harmon Show. And I'll be back with more shows, more episodes, and more music, too. So stay tuned for all of that. Be blessed.